know we talked about your engagement to David. Um, when were you married? August 16, 2003. And um, where was the wedding? Wysockies. What's Wysockies? Uh, it's a place, that, a reception hall where they hold weddings and parties. <clears throat> was it a big wedding or a small wedding? It was about 50, 60 people were there. Were any members of David's family there? No, there were not. <clears throat> Do you know why? David Well, sustainable. Where'd you go on the honeymoon? Las Vegas. How long were you there? 10 days. Did uh, Ashley or Bree go with you? No. Now, uh, when you were marrying David, I assume at some point you must have had a conversation with the girls that you were going to get married. Yes. When did you have that conversation? Uh, September of the year before when we got engaged. And uh, what did you tell him? David and I had gotten engaged and we were going to get married and we were planning a wedding. Did they seem happy about that? No. <clears throat> now, over the course of your relationship with David and uh, during the marriage, you spent a lot of time with his family? No. Did David spend a lot of time with his family? No. Over the entire time that you spent with David, from the time you met with him, um, how many times do you think he saw, or how many times do you know of that he saw his ex-wife or his son? Uh, I saw his ex-wife in court a couple of times when they were finishing up their divorce. I saw his son twice at our house. Now, did David have any friends? Yes. Uh, who would be his best friend? Bob Ross. And did you get to know Bob Ross? Yes, and his wife, Cindy. And did you all spend time together? Yes, we did. What kind of things would you do? Go to the movies, go out to dinner, snowmobile. Did you do it with other friends or just them? Usually it was the two of us as couples. Were the uh, Coleman's or the Pulaski's ever involved in these kinds of things? Occasionally, we, all, all of us would go out to dinner together. Now, over the course of the relationship before you were married, um, what did you observe about David's attitude towards uh, your girls? Before we got married, um, David appeared to be trying to build a relationship with the kids. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I said he appeared to be trying to build a relationship with the girls. Stacey, I'm not sure if the mic is on again, but just speak up a little bit if you could. You tap that and see if it's on. Good sign. Okay. And um, uh, did that attitude change after you were married? Yes, it did. Tell us how. Uh, before we got married, uh, David participated in family things. We took the kids camping. Uh, they went out to dinner with us. Uh, when Bree had a function at school, uh, she was on uh, synchronized swimming and in chorus. Um, he'd attend those functions. Um, and then after we got married, that stopped. You didn't attend any of their school functions at all? No. Did he attend um, either Bree or Ashley's graduation? He attended Ashley's graduation. Now, we heard some testimony about um, a celebration dinner for Bree regarding a math award. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, and do you remember the testimony about how David behaved on that day? Yes. Okay. Um, do you have anything to add to what happened that day? Um, 
No, he really was not happy with the fact that we were we were having this dinner, that my mom was there, um, and he did not attend the, the award ceremony at school. Now, what about the relationship between you and David? Can you describe we, that? We had a very good relationship. We enjoyed each other's company. Uh, we did things together. Uh, when, when it was just the two of us, we, we had a lot of fun together. Now, when you say just the two of us, what about when it wasn't just the <clears throat> two of you? There was a lot of tension between David and the kids. Do you know why? He felt they didn't respect him. They felt he didn't respect them. Was that it? When you said it was a source of friction, did you ever argue about it? David and I? Yes. Yes. Did you ever argue about it in front of the girls? No. Would David ever discipline the girls? He would try. What would happen? Uh, they'd get angry. They'd ignore him. Um, How they, did he react to that? He would get very upset. Um, he was an adult in their, in their lives and an authority figure, and they should have obeyed him. Well, at this time, it was his house, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And when you were married and living in Wetzel Road, can you tell us what the, uh, the bedroom arrangements were or the sleeping arrangements where everybody lived? David and I slept in the master bedroom. Um, there was a small bedroom across the hall from the bathroom where Bree slept, and Ashley's room was down in the basement. When you say a room, what do you mean by a room? Um, well, her bed and her dresser and all of her things were there, and we had put curtains up to enclose the area to make it like walls. Did you ever try to make it a room room? No. Why not? Uh, just never did it. Now, you said that um, there was tension in your relationship with David because of uh, the way the girls and him would sort of have tension, mm -hmm. right? Yes. How often did you have arguments with David about that? If David disciplined my kids or said something that I didn't think was appropriate or um, he got upset over something that they did and I didn't think it was such a big deal, uh, we would get into an argument then. Um, I never, in front of the kids, corrected David, even if I felt he was wrong. If he disciplined one of the kids, he disciplined the kids. That, as an adult, they needed to learn that he was an authority figure in their life and that they should respect that simply because he was an adult. But if I didn't approve of it or I didn't agree with it, um, I would, behind closed doors, let him know that. Now, what kind of things uh, are say? Did you do anything to try to smooth the smooth these tensions over with the girls or with David? At the beginning, I tried. Um, it just I was stuck in the middle. He wouldn't give; they wouldn't give. Um, so it was easier to just let them be at odds. Did David treat the girls the same? Um, no. What do you mean? Um, he appeared to be harder on Ashley than on Bree. Do you know why? Uh, probably because Ashley was around more than Bree. Bree spent a lot of time at her friend's house. Bree was involved in activities that kept her from home. Um, when we first moved in with David, Ashley didn't have a job. Uh, she did go to school, but she didn't um, really have a lot of friends that she'd go and hang out with or do things with. She basically was home most of the time. Did the girls spend a lot of time away from home? Uh, as David's and my relationship developed, yes. The older they got, the more time they spent away. Why? They weren't allowed to have their friends over at the house. Um, 
so if they wanted to see their friends, they had to go to their friends' houses. Was that your rule? No, that was not. Whose rule was it? That was David's. Did that ever cause any friction, or was that the source of any arguments? Oh, yeah, a lot. It wasn't right, and it wasn't fair, but it was his rule. <clears throat> now, I'll ask you this. If uh, David was apparently not treating your children the way you thought was appropriate, uh, why did you and the kids stick around? I love David, and my kids were getting to be at an age where they were going to be moving on with their lives. They're growing up. Ashley was getting ready to graduate from high school. Bree was talking about when she graduated, moving off to college, moving out of state. Um, and David and I were very compatible together. We enjoyed each other's company. Um, we were like an old married couple that wasn't old yet. At any time, were there any discussions about Ashley moving out? Uh, right after Ashley graduated, or around the time Ashley graduated, she uh, was going to move in with her girlfriend, Connie Speech. Um, Connie's parents owned some rental properties, and they were going to move into one of them together. Did Ashley ever move in? No. Do you know if Ashley ever had a driver's license? No, she's never had a driver's license. Do you know why not? Uh, she got her permit, and it took me a while for her to get her permit. Um, I don't really know. I, I, she's just never had the ambition to get a driver's license. I said she had a job. Where did she work? Wendy's. And you know when she started working at Wendy's? Uh, in her junior year of high school, 2004. Now, if she didn't have a car, how did she get to work? Uh, Wendy's is right around the corner from her house, and that was part of the reason why she got a job there, because it was convenient for her to walk when I couldn't take her or pick her up. And just... Uh, the jury may not be familiar with the area. Can you, can you give them an idea of where your house is in relation to Wendy's and what the things <coughs> are like? Uh, our house was at the uh, end of Wetzel Road, closest to 57, and Wendy's is in the Seneca Mall. So it was maybe a five or ten minute walk. Did you ever drive her to work? Yes, when I could, when my schedule permitted. Now, you said that... Uh, your relationship with, with David was, uh, was pretty good. Did you ever have any fights about anything else other than the kids? No. Now, <coughs> in the six months or so leading up to David's death, uh, would you describe the relationship between you and David as being the same? Yeah, it was good. What about his relationship with either Ashley or Bree or the both of them? Uh, that, their relationship came to a screeching halt and never got any better. Um, they barely, they would be civil to each other because they had to be. They all lived in the same house. But David could walk into a room and not acknowledge the kids, uh, wouldn't even look at them, would look through them. Uh, but the girls would do the same thing to him. So they, I think they agreed to disagree. Did uh, you and David ever go away together? Sure, quite often. Um, before he died, do you remember when the last time you went to went away together was? It was in June. We went four-wheeling. And were the girls with you? No. Did the girls ever go with you when you went away? 
Uh, in the beginning of a relationship, yes, but after we got married, no. Why not? Uh, David did not want to take them with him. He felt that they were ungrateful and disrespectful, and they didn't respect him, and he didn't want to take them with him. Now, when you were married to David, uh, were you still working at Rural Metro? No, I left Rural Metro in October of 2000 and went to work for TLC Ambulance. And where was that? On Burnett Ave in, in Syracuse. How long did you work there? From October of 2000 till September of 2002. And uh, did you have another job after that? Yes. Where did you work? Liverpool Heating. What, what's Liverpool Heating? That was David's business. Now you said you worked there. Um, describe what the business was and what your what your job there was. Liverpool Heating was a heating and air conditioning company. Uh, David owned it and had one employee. Um, they installed uh, furnaces and air conditioners, repaired furnaces and air conditioners, um, and I was the secretary. I okay. answered. Sorry. Answered the phone, scheduled appointments, uh, took care of sales tax. Um, mail, deposits, the, anything that happened during the course of a, a, a day for a business I took care of. And how long after you got married did you start doing this? I started working for David before we got married. Okay. I started working for him in 2002, and September. Wh where, where's Liverpool Heating located? About a mile down the road. It, w it was located a mile down the road, uh, uh, Wetzel Road, from our house. And did you have to go to work every day, drive down there? or? No. Um, one of the advantages of having a small business was that when the weather was bad or um, there wasn't a lot to do, we could transfer the company phones to the house phone and I could work from home. Was there like some kind of home office in the house? Yes. And where was that? Uh, it was on the other side of our bedroom, between Bree's room and our bedroom in the corner of the house. And after David died, whose bedroom did that end up being? Breeze. Now, um, being involved with the business, uh, you must have gotten paid. Uh, when I first started working for David, the first year that I worked for him, I received a paycheck every week. Once we got married, um, I got paid when there was money to pay me. If there wasn't money in the account, I didn't get paid. Um, before we got married, if he needed to borrow money on the company credit card to, to make payroll, he would do that. Um, but after we got married, if there wasn't money in the account to cover payroll, I didn't get paid. Was it, uh, wouldn't that have been a source of tension between the two of you? No. Um, we, we made it. We, you know, the, the, um, I received Social Security for the girls. It covered the, the household expenses. Um, you know, it was one of the trade-offs of being able to work from home and, and having a small business and, and being close to my kids. Do you know about how much uh, you would earn working at Liverpool Heating? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not remember what my last income tax was. Do you have joint checking accounts or anything like that? Uh, no. I, well, I had a checking account that had David's name on it, but it was solely my checking account. I joined his credit union, and to become a member, he had to co-sign on my account. Did you have access to the business accounts and the business checkbooks and those kind of things? No. David was the only one that could write checks. Now, tell us a little more about what you would do when you worked from home. Um, answered the phones and scheduled appointments. 
uh, everything that I did at the office, I would do at home, and then I could do my housework and whatever else I needed to do at the house. Now, I want to direct your attention specifically uh, to the time around when David died, uh, the week before. What was going on that week? Um, Tuesday was uh, our wedding anniversary. Uh, it was actually David's mom's birthday, too. Um, so instead of going out to dinner or doing anything, um, we went over to her house for her birthday. And we decided that that weekend um, we would celebrate our anniversary. Did you have any, I'm sorry, did you have any other plans after that? Um, well, we were going to, we had the week, the kids were going to be gone for the weekend so we could do anything we wanted. If we wanted to take off and go camping or go four-wheeling, just hang out, whatever we chose to do, we would be able to just do. Were you thinking about a trip or something else afterwards? Uh, the next week, uh, David closed his business four weeks a year. He usually closed the last two weeks of April and the last two weeks of August because it was in between his busy seasons. Um, during the week uh, before David's death, he was working on a um, custom heating and air conditioning job in Fayetteville, Messina job, and uh, he was having difficulties with it. Um, and he was hoping to finish it on that Friday, which he did not, because we were planning on um, starting vacation the following Monday. And uh, was, this a, was this vacation, was this something that you were going to do just by yourselves? That was David's intention, but not mine. Tell us what you mean. We were going to be gone for um, pretty much that entire two weeks. Um, and I really did not want to leave Bree and Ashley home alone for two weeks. Um, Ashley was old enough and had a job where she wouldn't be able to just take off and leave. Bree was not, and I did not want to leave Bree and Ashley's care for two weeks. Um, we were planning on going to um, the Fleetwood Motorhome place in Indiana. I guess that's where they make them. Why is that? Uh, David, that was David's dream to buy a motorhome and have it so that he could, we could go wherever he wanted to go, take his toys and travel. And then he wanted to go to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. And that's, actually, I'm sorry, go ahead. that's an amusement park, all roller coasters. And Did you end up actually purchasing tickets or making some kind of flight arrangements or anything like that? No, we wouldn't have flown, we would have drove. Now, you said you had some uh, plans for that weekend with David. Um, and you were going to spend the weekend alone with him? Yes. Um, how, are you going to work, how are you going to work that out with the girls living there? Uh, they made arrangements to spend the, the night. Ashley was going to spend the uh, Friday night and Saturday with Connie Speech. And Bree went, I uh, was at my sister's house. Um, she babysat during the summer for my sister, generally from Thursday night to Usually it could be Sunday or Monday. It depended on my sister's schedule. And at this particular time, uh, how old were Bree and Ashley? Ashley was 18 and Bree was 14. And when were these arrangements uh, for the girls made? Between Wednesday and Thursday. Did you make them or did they make them or was it a joint effort? They made their own arrangements, but I knew about them because so I knew where they were going to be. Um, well, basically it was Ashley because I already knew um, Bree was going to be babysitting for my sister. She had a schedule. Um, but once Ashley knew where she was going to be, she let me know. Did you tell the girls about that weekend? Yeah, they knew that it was our anniversary and we were going to celebrate it. 
Now that particular Friday, uh, were you working at home or you working at, at the business? I was working at home. And uh, was David working at home too? No, he was in Fayetteville working on the Messina job. And uh, where were either Bree or Ashley on Friday? Bree was at my sister's house and Ashley was with her friend Connie Speech. Now is that earlier in the day or in the middle of the day? Uh, that was up until uh, I believe Ashley got home about 3.30 that day. Did you, how do you, how, how do you know she got home at 3.30? Did you pick her up? No, um, someone dropped her off. Now, on this particular weekend, when did you next see Bree? I picked Bree up about 2.30 um, Saturday afternoon. And you said you saw Ashley on Friday at about 3.30? Yes. And uh, tell us, tell us about that. Wh when did you see her? Or where did you see her? I'm sorry. At home. Um, I was in the kitchen getting things ready for dinner. Um, and Ashley came home, walked into the kitchen. And did you know if she had to work that day or anything? Yes, she did. What happened uh, when she got home? Um, we talked for a little while. Um, I was preparing things for dinner. Um, I had purchased some um, macaroni salad at the deli, and uh, she wanted to try it. It was some kind of new salad. I didn't, and I let her have some. Um, and we stood in the kitchen and talked for a little while. She was telling me about setting up the candy store at the fair and the restaurant at the fair. Uh, and was David home at this time? No, David got home about 4 o'clock. And when he got home, what did he do? I came in the house and went in the living room and sat down. And I said came in the house and you described Ash coming in the house. Did they come in the front door? How did they get in? They came in the back door, which comes through the garage into the kitchen. And why that door? That's the door that we use to go in and out of the house. And if you could describe for the jury sort of a layout of that area of the house so they have an idea of what you're talking about. You walked in through the garage, it's a one car garage, um, into the door, opens up into the kitchen. You walk through the kitchen um, and into the dining area and immediately to the left was the living area. And uh, is the basement door around there? Yes, uh, when you walk into, um, as you walk into the house, the basement door was to the left and the door to the sunroom was to the right. Now when David got home, where was Ashley? In the kitchen with me. And did you all have a conversation or talk with each other? Uh, no, we, David went and sat down in the living room. When you say sat, sat down in the living room, what did he do? He sat down in his chair in the living room to the TV on. Do you remember what he was watching, if, if you do? Uh, probably Dr. Phil. Why do you say that? He liked that show. Where was Ashley? In the kitchen with me. At, at some point, did you leave the kitchen? Yes. Where did you go? Uh, I left the house. Why did you do that? I needed to go to the bank and to the post office. Was that something that was unusual for you? No, that was a regular course of business for the company. Um, I made the deposits at the bank, um, mailed certified return receipt letters. Uh, David did not like mailing the company mail from the house, so that was taken to the post office. Was that something you would do every day? Most every day, yes. <clears throat> now, on this particular day, do you remember 
whether you went to the bank or the post office, or the bank and the post office, or exactly what you did? I know for sure I went to the uh, to the post office because I had to mail a certified return receipt letter. I'm not positive if I went to the bank that day or not. About how long do you think you were gone? About a half an hour. And when you got home, uh, were Ashley and David still there? David was. Ashley was not. Do you know where she went? To work. How do you know she went to work? Because she was supposed to be at work at 5 o'clock, and she wasn't home, so I assume she went to work. How do you know she had to work at 5? Because I knew her schedule, and she had, you know, she had told me what her, she tells, used to tell me every week what her schedule was. <clears throat> Now, when you got back, uh, where was David? Uh, as I walked in the back door, he walked into the kitchen. And did you guys have a conversation, or did you talk to each other about anything? Yeah, we see. He started telling me about um, his day, uh, the job, the difficulties he was having. He the this custom job that he was doing turned out to be a lot more of a project than he thought it was originally going to be. And during the day. Um, one of his other customers, uh, a commercial account um, that has a, a rooftop air conditioner, was having a problem. And it's a business, so it had to be taken care of. Um, so he had to leave his job in Fayetteville that he really wanted to get done on Friday and go take care of this business, which put a dent in his day. It took time away from the job that he wanted to get done. Now, at this time when you got back, uh, did you or David eat or drink anything, do you know? Um, David poured himself a glass of Southern Comfort. Do you know if he'd been drinking anything earlier? Um, I don't know. And did you have anything to drink? No, I did not. Uh, you said you were planning on having dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, did you keep working on dinner? Yes. Um, David finished his drink, poured himself another one, and we went and sat down in the dining room, and I brought him um, some shrimp cocktail that I had made. And what happened next? Uh, David ate the shrimp cocktail and decided he wanted to lay down um, while I made dinner. Uh, so we walked down to the bedroom and we were talking. Um, he laid down on the bed and I was rubbing his feet while we started to talk. And uh, he had mentioned uh, if I had, he asked, he asked me if I had thought about what I wanted to do while we were on vacation. Was he still wearing his uniform? Had he changed? No, he was still wearing his work uniform. And you said you were, you said you started to talk about a conversation you were having. Tell us about it. About going on vacation, yes. what I wanted to do? Yes. Um, I kind of was trying to avoid this conversation because I knew it was going to be an argument and I really did not want to have this argument, but he wouldn't let it go. So I told David that um, I was not going to go on vacation with him if he did not let Bree come with us. And uh, how did you react to that? Not well at all. He got really angry. Um, he wasn't going to let her go. Um, and we proceeded to get into an argument about my kids um, and how they were ungrateful and I did too much for them. And all the usual things that we argued about when it came to the kids. David was really um, offended that I would uh, not go on vacation with him if he wouldn't let Recall. Now, was this argument, uh, so the jury has a sense, was it 
the same argument you'd had before? Was it more of an argument? Was it less? Give us an idea of, of what it was like. Well, it was an argument about the kids. It was different in the fact that we were arguing about going on vacation. Yeah, the same old issues about my kids and what they did and what they didn't do, how they treated him, uh, how he felt about them. That was all in, involved in there. Um, at one point, I decided I was just going to get up and, and go start dinner. I, I had had enough. Um, so I walked out of the bedroom, and David followed me. And uh, we were in the dining room, and the argument continued. Um, and it basically did for the rest of the course of the evening. Um, I never cooked dinner. Why not? Because we were arguing. Did you ever have anything to eat? Did I? know? you know if David did? He ate the um, shrimp cocktail earlier, but that was all he ate. You didn't eat, did he eat anything else? Uh, not at that time, no. Okay. And you said that he was drinking Southern Comfort. Do you know how much he had to drink? Uh, he was drinking out of um, eight-ounce glasses. They were about eight ounces, like about four or five inches tall. And the first one was almost completely full, and the second one was just a little less than full. Did you actually see him pour the drinks? Yes, I did. And... Uh, I'll ask you again, I'm not sure. Did you have anything to drink, any of the Southern Comfort? No, I don't drink Southern Comfort. Uh, did you have anything else to drink? There was vodka in the house, but I didn't drink any. Now, at some point, did you uh, leave the house? Yes, I did. Why? Um, a little after 9, Ashley called me to come and pick her up at Wendy's and take her to Connie Speech's house. And did you do that? Yes, I did. Uh, how long were you gone, do you think? Uh, about a half an hour, we went through the village, and there was uh, repaving being done on some of the streets, so it, there was detours. It took me a little bit longer than I thought it would. Did you, get her to, did you get her to Connie's? Yes, I did. And did you come back to the house? Yes, I did. And what happened when you got back? Um, I walked into the living room and found my pillows on the couch. Did you talk to David at that point? I walked to the bedroom and tried to open the door, and it was locked. Now, we've heard some discussions about um, this bedroom door being locked. How often would David lock the bedroom door? Well, anytime we left the house, the bedroom door was locked. Um, David and I had had arguments where he had locked me out of the bedroom before. Um, so it's not that it was uh, an everyday thing, but it wasn't an uncommon occurrence either. You didn't have a key to yourself to get in? No, I did not. Did you ever ask for one? No. Why not? I didn't lock the bedroom door. Now, you said that you were locked out of the bedroom door. Were you, were you and David the only ones in the house at this point? Yes. And did you say anything to him through the door? Did you try to talk to him? I mean, what did you do? I knocked on the door and called his name, and he turned the TV volume up. And had that kind of thing ever happened before in your relationship? Yes. Now, what did you do after that? Um, I tried again. I tried one more time to get him to answer me, and he did not. So I went into the living room, grabbed my pillows, and laid down on the couch. Now, when you went to, um, when you drove Ashley to Connie's, did you talk to her about what was going on? She had seen that I was, had been crying. Um, she knew that I was upset and asked why, and I had told her that David and I had been arguing. Now, um, back at the house, what did you do next? 
what did I do next? Yeah, you said you'd, you'd put your um, my pillows out pillows and out your, outside the door. They were in the living room on the love seat. I put them on the couch and laid down on the couch. Uh, did you end up falling asleep? Eventually. Do you know about what time that would have been? No. And uh, did you sleep through the night? No, I did not. What happened? Uh, about four o'clock, I woke up. And uh, why? Um, I woke up, I went out in the garage to have a cigarette. Was that an unusual thing? No. When you had gotten up, did you happen to see the bottle of Southern Comfort or any other alcohol around? Uh, the bottle of Absolute was still on the kitchen counter, but the Southern Comfort was gone. Do you know where it went? I assumed at that point that David had taken it into the bedroom with him. Now, uh, originally with that, did you buy that bottle new for that weekend? Yes. Now, you said you went out in the garage had a cigarette. Uh, what happened out in the garage? Uh, David came out in the garage. Why were you smoking in the garage? After we um, painted the house and remodeled the bedroom, we didn't smoke in the house anymore. So David came out. What happened? Uh, he came walking out in the garage. He was uh, carrying a glass of Pepsi, a Diet Pepsi. And uh, he was staggering a little bit, and he came out and sat down and lit a cigarette, and uh, we started talking. Um, he was acting almost like he did not remember the argument that we had had prior. How was he dressed? He was in his robe. Was that unusual? No. And do you know how you were dressed? Um, I had on a pair of sweatpants and a T-shirt. Now, you said he was drinking a Diet Pepsi. Was that out of a bottle or a glass, a can? He had a glass of it. Did you give him that glass? No, I did not. Did you have anything to drink while you were in the garage? Um, I went and got myself uh, a glass of Diet Pepsi after David wouldn't let me have some of his. And what went on out in the garage when you were together? Uh, we sat out there, <clears throat> and uh, David... I would say that David and I talked, but I listened while David talked. David uh, rambled for several hours about everything. Were you guys arguing or fighting? No, no. He would at times get, get loud and excited, but not screaming, not argumentative. He was just talking. Did you notice anything else about his demeanor or his attitude, how he was behaving? Um, I thought he was drunk. Why is that? Well, because the way he was talking, he was rambling. I, he, he'd start talking about um, the, the stress of the business was going to kill him. His blood pressure was high. Um, he didn't think he was going to live to be 65. Um, the cell phones bothered him. Um, you know, if he got sick, what would we do? Uh, if he had Because we didn't have health insurance. Um, if he had a long illness. Was there anything else that led you to think he was intoxicated? He was slurring his speech a little bit. Now, um, all this time you're listening to him, what are you doing? Listening. How long did this go on for? Um, about seven hours. Did you see him have anything else to drink from the Southern Comfort? No. Uh, he did have the glass with uh, what I thought to be Diet Pepsi in it. Did you see him drink anything else other than that from that glass? Now, you said that uh, you had something to drink, a Diet Pepsi as well, is that right? Yes. 
Um, tell us, uh, where did you get it? From the refrigerator in the kitchen. Did you get anything else? Uh, when I went in to get the um, glass of Diet Pepsi, David asked me to bring him something to eat. What did you bring him? Macaroni salad. And you said you brought a macaroni salad. What, you just, you just brought it out to the garage? Mm-hmm. Was it on a plate in a pan? I mean, tell us, tell, give the jury I an idea. I put some macaroni salad into a dish and got a fork and took it out to the garage with him. We had an area out in the garage with a couple of chairs and a little table with the, the ashtray on it where we would sit and smoke. And did you have any of the macaroni salad? No, I don't eat macaroni salad. And you said this conversation went on for a long time. How long did it go on for? About seven hours. About 11 o'clock in the morning, is that right? Yep. And uh, what happened? Uh, how did the conversation end? Uh, the phone rang. It was my daughter, Bree, wanting me to come and pick her up from my sister's house. And what did you do? Headed into the house, um, followed David down into the bedroom. Um, what did you see? What, what about his You said that you thought he was intoxicated earlier. Mm -hmm. At the time when the call came in, what did you observe about his behavior or his condition? Uh, when he walked in the house, he was staggering um, down the hall. And uh, where did he go? To the bedroom. Uh, what did you do? Followed him to the bedroom. And uh, what did you do in the bedroom? Uh, he took off his robe and laid down on the bed. Um, I laid down next to him. Um, and he started snoring a little bit. Um, and he hadn't been asleep for very long when he sat up, leaned up on like his elbow and threw up all over himself. Um, tell us what you did. I got up and got a towel, cleaned up as much of it off of him as I could, helped him off the bed and into the bathroom, into the tub. What were you thinking at this time? He had too much to drink and he just got sick from eating macaroni salad. I mean, did you get angry? Were you concerned? You tell, tell I was a little about? upset. I, was, I, I have to admit that weekend that I was upset with David. Um, we were supposed to be celebrating our anniversary. And he got drunk and he's, you know, we got into a fight and instead of having a good time, we had a very bad time. And you said you helped him into the tub. Uh, what did you do? Helped him into the bathroom. He got in the tub. I went back into the bedroom and stripped the sheets off the bed. Cause what, what did you do with him? I folded him up and put him in the hamper. And uh, where was David while you were doing this? In the bathtub in the, the uh, main bathroom. And what happened next? I made the bed, and then I went into the bathroom um, and helped David. He was on his hands and knees in the bathtub. I was try I, trying to rinse the soap out of his hair, so I helped him do that. And you must have been having a conversation or talking to him at this time. What were you, what were you saying? Just telling him he needed to get up out of the tub and go lay down. Um, I asked him if he was okay. He said he was. Um, he tried to stand up. Our bathtub didn't have um, the skid-resistant decal things in them. It was very slick. And he was having a problem standing in the tub. and not. So he slipped a couple of times, but he never fell. So to make it easier for him to stand up, I put a towel down in the bathtub. He stood up, got out, uh, dried off, went and got in bed. Now, you said he eventually got into bed. What did you do? I covered him up kissed him on the forehead, and went and picked up my daughter. Now, all this um, started happening around 
Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and now we're into sort of Saturday, mm -hmm. and it's you know several hours later. Um, at this point, did you really have did you have any concern about what was going on with David? No, I just assumed that he had had too much to drink. Had you ever seen him drinking before? Yes, and I had seen him drunk before. I will admit not that drunk, but I had seen him drunk before. Um, you said he wasn't that drunk. Was his behavior on this particular weekend, um, how different was it from the times you'd seen him drunk before? Uh, he appeared to be more intoxicated. His, his speech was slurred. He was having a hard time walking. He actually threw up. <clears throat> he had never done that before. Now, uh, when you were in the bedroom uh, putting the bed back together, did you, well, describe the condition of the bedroom. Describe the condition. The condition. What was it like? Was it messy? Was it clean? No. Was it dirty? No. Our, our bedroom was very clean. Um, I had stripped off the, the, the um, sheets that had vomit on them, put them in the hamper, put fresh sheets on the bed, and it was there. he didn't get any vomit or anything on the floor. Did you ever see any? Did you ever see David drink any more alcohol at that point? No. Did you see any alcohol in the room? The bottle of Southern Comfort was still in the bedroom. Uh, but do you know how much it was? How much of it was left, or how much was gone? Uh, I would say a little more than half was gone from the bottle. Did you do anything with the bottle? I took it out of the bedroom and put it in the kitchen on the counter. Why did you do that? I didn't want to leave it in the bedroom with David, and I didn't see the point of leaving it in the bedroom. Why is that? It didn't need to be there, and I really didn't want David drinking anymore. Now, after you got David back into bed, did you go to pick up Bree? Yes, I did. And tell us again, where was she? She was at my sister Darcy's house and in about, Baldwinsville. About what time do you think it was, if you remember, that you got to your sister's house? I believe it was about 2.30. And uh, who was there? My sister, Darcy, and my niece, Elizabeth, and my nephew, Thomas. Was Bree also there? Yes. And what was going on? Nothing. Um, they were hanging out, watching TV. How much time did you spend there? About a half an hour. I talked with my sister. Um, she could see that I was upset, and we talked about what had happened the night before with David. And uh, had you ever had these kinds of conversations with her before? My sister, yeah. Was this conversation any different than the other ones? Well, to the fact that David was drunk, and you know, but. No, I had talked to my sister about my relationship with David before. Now, where'd you go from there? Back home. And who was with you? Bree. Did you stop anywhere on the way home? No, I did not. Uh, when you got back, was David still there? Yes, he was. Was anyone else there? Um, yes, Ashley was home. How long had you been gone uh, from the time you left to the time you got back? I would say about an hour. And um, when you got home, where was David? Laying, you know? He was in the bedroom. And where was Ashley? In her room. And that's the room in the basement? Yes. How do you know Ashley was in the basement? Because I heard her. And how do you know David was in the bedroom? Because I saw him. And when you got back there with Bree, uh, what did you all do? I mean, what were you doing after you got home? Um, I went into the bedroom uh, to check on David. Uh, Bree, I believe, was on the, in the living room watching TV, and Ashley was in her room. Um, 
as she was getting uh, ready to go to work, and Bree was waiting on us. And what was David doing? Uh, he got up to go to the bathroom. And um, how long did you stay at the house? Um, I'm not sure. I don't really remember. Hey, did you leave and go somewhere? Yes. Where? Took Ashley to work at Wendy's. So you drove her this time? She didn't walk? Yes, I drove her to work. What time of day was this, if you remember? Uh, it was um, a little before 4. And uh, did you run any other errands, or did you just drop her off? No, Bree and I went to Walmart. And what did you do at Walmart? I bought a birthday card for my nephew and some Diet Pepsi and a magazine. And uh, where'd you go from there? Uh, I went to my girlfriend Danny's house, and she was not home. What time was that, if you remember? I don't. Uh, you said Danny Coleman wasn't home? No, she was not. Uh, we went, uh, we were going to go to the Walmart in uh, Cicero on Route 11, and uh, when we got there, the place was packed, and we decided not to stay. So we headed back toward Liverpool. Now, you said you were at Walmart, and now you said you're going to Walmart. Is it the same Walmart? No. The Walmart we originally went to was the one on Route 31 in, in Clay. The one that we drove to that we were going to stop at uh, was on Route 11 in Cicero. Why'd you go to Walmart twice? When we went to the Walmart on Route 31, um, they only had two-liter bottles of Pepsi. They didn't have six-packs, so we were going to see if they had any at the other Walmart. Did you, ever, you said it was very packed. Did you actually do any shopping there? We didn't even get out of the car. We didn't park in the parking lot. We just left. Where'd you go from there? Uh, headed toward home. Did you go home? No. Uh, Danny called me on my cell phone and said that she was on her way home and to meet her at her house. They said uh, Danny called you. You mean Danny Coleman? Yes. What did you do? Went to Danny's house. And again, uh, around what time do you think you got there? Uh, I believe it was about maybe 5.30. No. Before you got to Danny's house, did you go home first? Did you run any other errands? Uh, on the way, because we were already in Liverpool, I stopped at our house um, and dropped off the, the stuff that I brought. Did you see David at that time? Yes, I did. Where was he? In the bedroom. Do you remember what he was doing? He got up and headed toward the bathroom. Did you talk to him? Did you have any conversations? Ask him how he was doing? And tell yes, the I did. What you did. Uh, he, he was getting up to go to the bathroom. He seemed a little unsteady on his feet, so I helped him into the bathroom. Um, I asked him if he felt all right. He said he was fine. Um, he went to the bathroom, had, had a little difficulty washing his hands, but got it done. And as he was walking back out of the bathroom, he tripped and fell. Um, and when he fell, he hit his right upper thigh on the nightstand. What was he wearing when he fell? He was naked. When he fell, I mean, when you say he fell, I mean, Try to be as vivid as you can. Give us an idea of exactly the picture of what's going on. Um, the bathroom was a little half bath off of the master bedroom. And as you walked out of the bathroom, immediately in front of you was the nightstand. On the other side of the nightstand was our bed up against the wall. 
and immediately to the left of the entrance of the the um, the bathroom was the dresser. We have a very small um, bedroom. We had a queen size bed that took up most of the bedroom. As David was walking out of the bathroom, I'm not sure what he tripped on, a rug, the table, something, but he fell forward and caught his the side of his leg on the nightstand and fell with his feet at the nightstand and his head at the bottom of the bed toward the closet. Now give us an idea, I mean, when you say fell, I mean, was it a bad fall? I mean, give us an idea of how... He, it's not like he fell face first and knocked himself unconscious. He tripped and fell to the floor. Did he get hurt? Other than the, the scratch on his leg, no, I do not believe that he was hurt. He didn't hit his head. He wasn't bleeding anywhere. He wasn't complaining of any pain. Now, uh, you've seen some photographs that have been entered into evidence uh, of what David looked like when he was discovered by the police uh, two days later. Do you remember those? Yes. And do you remember that uh, there was a picture of something that looked like a, a rug burn on David? Yes, I remember the picture. Is, is, did he get that injury at this time? No, he did not. Now, after um, you said he fell, again, tell us, you know, tell us more. What happened next? He fell. I went to help him get up off the floor, and he told me to leave him alone. He was going to, I said, you know, I'll help you get up. He told me to just get away and leave him alone, leave him right there. And I did. Was, again, what was his attitude toward you? What, what was it like? He was really being mean. He was like, get away, you know, get away from me. He was agitated, um, and, and I was angry. I was really mad then because here he, he did this to himself. He had gotten drunk. He fell. Now I'm trying to help him, and he's being miserable to me. So when he told me to leave him alone, I left him there. And who else was in the house at this time? Bree. And when you said you left him there, uh, exactly where was he when you left him, and where did you go, or what did you do? He was sitting on the floor in our bedroom by the bed. I walked out of the bedroom, walked into the living room, got Bree, and we left the house. Now, before you left the bedroom, uh, can you describe, was it in the same condition it was as it was the time you saw it before? Uh, the only difference was there was a glass on the nightstand now. Can you describe the glass? Uh, it was a, a tall um, drinking glass, uh, probably about 8 or 10 inches. It was glass. Um, was it different than the one you'd seen him drinking the Pepsi from before? No, it was the same kind of glass. Now, you've seen uh, pictures entered in evidence uh, from the nightstand a couple days before, and you saw pictures of glasses. Did it look like those glasses? It was the same style of glass, only they were bigger. It was a bigger glass. From the same set? It was from, yes, from the same set. Now, you said you left David alone. Did you leave him alone and stay in the house, or did you go somewhere? We went to Danny's house. Uh, why'd you end up going back to Danny's? Uh, we never made it to Danny's. When she called and said she was on her way home to go, I stopped at the house, dropped off what I bought at Walmart, and then had intended to go to Danny's from there. Can you tell us about what time it was that you left the house and maybe about what time it was you got to Danny's? I don't really know. Was it, and again, if you can, just help out as best you can. Was it... Um, Try to narrow it down. Was it earlier in the afternoon, later in the afternoon? Was it nighttime? Was it dark? 
It wasn't dark. It was later in the early, later in the afternoon, early <coughs> evening. And you said you went to Danny's with Bree? Yes. And who else was at Danny's when you got there? Uh, when I got to Danny's house, her husband Mike, her son Nicholas, and Mike's uncle um, Bob Wells was there. Danny, uh, I was talking to Mike in the driveway, and as I was talking to Mike, Danny pulled into the driveway. And uh, how long did you stay there? Um, I think about an hour and a half. And what were you doing there? Uh, we went out in Danny's backyard. She has a really nice patio, and we sat out there and talked. What did you talk about? I told her about what was going on with David. She talked about, you know, her day, just usual stuff that Danny and I talk about. I vented a lot about my frustration uh, over my weekend. Were you angry at that point? Yeah, I was. And where was Bree? What was she doing? Bree was there with us. Um, she was sitting out in the, the yard, too. Was she talking? Was she in on the conversation? or? No. And you said that uh, you were there with Danny's. How long, how long were you there? Uh, probably about an hour and a half. <coughs> and when you left, uh, were all, was everyone still there? Danny, Bree, um, Danny's husband, Nicholas, were they all still there? Yes. Where did you go? Uh, we went and picked Ashley up from, no, we didn't pick Ashley, yes, I'm sorry, um, we went back home. You say we, who's we? I'm sorry, Bree and me. And after you got back home, uh, what did you do, what did you say? I went into the bedroom and, uh, um. Is that the first place you went to, did you go right into the bedroom or did you do other things? No, I pretty much walked into the house and, and went to the into the bedroom. Why did you go right to the bedroom? Because David was there, and I wanted to check on him. And when I walked into the bedroom, he was still sitting on the floor. In the same place that he was when you left? Uh, he had turned, and his back was up against the bed. And at this point, are you still angry at him? Yeah, but now I feel bad because I assumed when he told me to leave him alone, he would get up and get in the bed and... He obviously did not, and he had sat on the floor the entire time I was gone. What did you do? I tried to help him to get up on the bed, and he just wouldn't do it. Um, so I called my girlfriend, Danny and asked her to send Mike over. Why did you need Mike's help? Why didn't you just put him in bed? Because David was a big guy, and I couldn't lift him up myself. While you're waiting for Mike to come over, what were you doing? Uh, talking to David. What were you talking about? Uh, you know, I kept telling him he needed to get up, and, and I asked him a couple of times, especially then, if he wanted me to call an ambulance, if he was sick, if he wanted to go to the doctors, if he thought he needed to go to the hospital. Now, if you were, kinda, if you were angry at him, why were you asking him these questions? Well, I had been very angry with him, but, you know, it came back after being gone for an hour and a half, and he was sitting on the floor, So, and I felt bad. Did you, was there anything about his condition that was concerning you? Uh, he still appeared to be drunk, um, but he wasn't, he wasn't, um, it's, he was. he more intoxicated, less intoxicated? About the same. I mean, he was communicating. He wasn't, uh, um, unconscious or going in and out of consciousness. Where was uh, Bree at this time? Bree was in the living room. 
what is that? Now, when you say the living room, how far away from the bedroom is the living room? Um, probably from here to the doors. And is it an open area, a hallway where the door is closed? I mean, give the, I just want the jury to have an idea, a really good picture of where everybody is and what's going on. If you walk in the back door of our house, you walk into the kitchen. You walk out of the kitchen into an open area that on the left side was the living area, on the right side was the dining room. And then it went down a narrow hallway. Um, the first door you came to was the bathroom. First door on the right was the bathroom. Um, in the, the right corner of the hall was the master bedroom. In the left corner of the hall was the office. And then on the left side was Bree's bedroom. And uh, was the door open while this was going on with David? Yes. At some point, did Mike Coleman show up? Yes, he did. Was he alone? No, his son Nicholas was with him. Um, when he got there, did you answer the door or did someone else? Uh, Bree must have let him in because Mike came right into the bedroom. So you stayed in the bedroom the whole time? Yes. When Mike came into the bedroom, what happened? Uh, he came in, David was sitting and was kneeling with his elbows on the side of the bed. And um, before, Mike, uh, before Mike got there, um, because David was nude, I put a pair of underwear on him while he was sitting on the floor. How'd you do that if he was such a big guy? I scooched him on him. I mean, he lifted up and he could lift up his legs and stuff. It's not like I had to pick him up to put them on him. So at this point, was he communicating with you? Yeah, I, I mean, I asked him questions. He answered them. Uh, what happened when Mike came in the room? Uh, when Mike came into the room, he walked up to David and he put his hand on David's shoulder and he said, you know, come on, David, uh, let's get up in bed. You don't want to stay on the floor. Come on, you got to help me here. And he talked to, to David for a couple of minutes um, and David didn't move. Um, he tried to uh, rub David's back a few more times and again, he didn't move. So um, Michael put his arm on one side underneath David and I did on the other. And uh, Mike said, come on, you know, help us here. And, and David stood up and got in bed. And when he got in bed, did you cover him up? Yes. Did you talk to him? Uh, I did. He looked at me and he said, what did you tell Danny and Mike? And was that something that's, was that unusual? Um, he didn't want um, anyone to know how he was behaving. And I, and if he, I didn't, he was embarrassed, I believe. Judge, I object, unless it's something he said. <clears throat> yeah, I'll sustain it. Stacy, you, you said originally that earlier in the day, I guess you were, you were angry at David. Yes, I was. And then uh, I believe you said that when you got back and you saw his condition, you, you started feeling bad? Yes. Um, at this point later on, I mean, how are you feeling towards David? I, I think he's fine. I, I mean, I still feel bad. I'm not really, I'm still a little mad at him. I mean, this was, again, supposed to be a good weekend for us, and here we are. You know, he has put himself into the condition that he was in. Did you and Mike Coleman talk about his condition? Uh, yes. What did you say? Um, we talked about uh, the fact that if he thought he needed to go to the hospital. When you said if he, I mean, tell us, a, tell us what you said about what, what did you say in that conversation? What exactly did you say? To Mike Coleman? Yes. Well, I had told him that I asked David if David wanted to go to the hospital, if he, if he felt sick, he wanted to go to the hospital, and he said no. Um, and I asked Mike what he thought, and Mike said that he didn't think he needed to go to the hospital either. 
Was David the kind of guy who would, you know, go to the hospital? Sure. No. I'll sustain it. What happened next? Uh, Mike left. Um, Before Mike left, did you guys have another any more conversations, or did you talk about anything or do anything? No, Mike left. Um, Bree and I went and got Ashley from work. Now, when, when you said before you left, when, when David was still there, what was his demeanor towards you? You said at times he'd been somewhat belligerent, other times less so. Was he belligerent now? Was he hostile? No, no, he was in bed. He was laying down. I covered him up before I walked out of the bedroom. Um, he was, you know, fine. Um, well, he appeared to be okay, and I went and got Ashley. Well, when, you say, when you say he appeared to be okay, do you mean he appeared sober? I'll sustain it. When you say when you say he appeared to be okay, he was breathing. He was breathing. His eyes were open. He could talk. He did not appear to be in any visible distress. Now, while you and Mike were helping David into bed, where was Bree? In the living room with Nicholas. And you said that. Uh, well, I say, how long did this whole thing take with Mike? Um, maybe five minutes. And did he leave right away afterwards? After uh, Mike and I talked, yeah, he left. And did you leave with him? No, um, I left shortly after to go get Bree or to get Ashley from work at Wendy's. And where did you go from there? Back home. And when you went to get Ashley, where was Bree? She went with me. And about how long do you think it took for you to get to Wendy's, get Ashley, and come back? Ten minutes. And when you got back, um, what, what was going? What happened when you got back? Um, Ashley went to her room. Um, Bree got her sleeping bag and her pillows and uh, laid down on the couch or laid down on the floor next to the couch. Um, and I laid down on the couch and uh, um, Bree started watching a movie. Do you remember what movie it was? Uh, it was a Disney movie. Um, a goofy movie, something like that. Where was Ashley? In her room. And that's the one in the basement? Yes. Did you, you didn't spend any time together as a group? Uh, no, Ashley had to get up uh, really early the next morning to open for um, work, so she wanted to go to bed. Do you know about, about what time it was that she had to get up? Uh, about quarter of six. Do you know what time it was that you went to bed? Um, it was about 9.30 when Bree turned uh, the movie off, so it was about 9.30 when we both laid down. I said you both laid down. Did you lay down in your bedroom? No, I laid down on the couch. Why is that? Uh, David was resting peacefully. I did not want to be in the bedroom with him at the time, um, so I slept on the couch. Where was Bree? In uh, her sleeping bag on the floor next to me. Was that something that was usual for you two to do, for you to sleep on the couch and her to sleep in a sleeping bag? No, but she she wanted to. I was sleeping out on the couch, so she wanted to sleep out there with me. Now, over the course of the night, uh, did you wake up at all, or did did Bree? Do you know if uh, Bree woke up or anything like that? Uh, I woke up a couple of times. Uh, do you remember how many times? Uh, I think three. And do you know uh, exactly what times it was that you woke up? Uh, the first time I 
think it was about um, 2.30. And what did you do when you woke up then, the first time? Uh, I went into the bedroom, and uh, David was sitting up on the bed, and uh, he asked me to get him something to drink. He wanted some cranberry juice. And when you went to the bedroom, was that door locked? Yes, it was. It was open. Well, I, I, I asked, was it locked? Oh, I thought you said, was it unlocked? No, the door was not locked. It was open. And you said David wanted you to get him something to drink? Yes. What did you do? I went and got him a glass of cranberry juice. And did you bring it to him in a glass or a bottle? How would you bring it? Uh, in a glass, um, about four or five inches high, about an eight-ounce glass. Now, you remember I had asked you about whether or not you remember seeing the glasses in that photograph? Yes. Uh, could you tell whether one of those glasses was the actual glass you used? Um, I would assume that one of them was um, the, the the empty one. Are they the same? Are they say, uh, but they're the same type of glass. Absolutely, yes. And so you brought the cranberry juice in this glass down. Did you pour cranberry juice for him? Did David do that? No, I poured it. I poured a glass and took the glass to him of cranberry juice. And uh, what did he do with it? He started to drink it, and he said that he wanted some ice in it. It wasn't cold enough for him. So I took the glass and went to the kitchen and put ice in it, and I grabbed the bottle of cranberry juice and took it to the bedroom. Okay. So you brought the bottle back? Yes, I did. Now, when you got back to the bedroom, I just want to be clear. How many glasses of what ended up in the bedroom? At this point, there's still only the glass of cranberry juice in the bedroom. After David drank the cranberry juice, he asked for some water. I went and got water, and then there were two glasses and a bottle of cranberry juice in the bedroom. And that second glass, uh, did that look like the same kind of glass as you saw in those photographs? Yes. Did you see whether or not David drank out of either of those glasses? Uh, the first one, I know he did. Do you know about the second one? Uh, no, I don't. Now, you said that was the first time you woke up. Um, did you do anything else other than give David the drinks? Um, David asked me uh, what we were going to do on Saturday. And I told him that it was about 3 o'clock Sunday morning and that we were going to be going to Thomas's birthday party. And um, he got a little upset and didn't believe that it was Sunday. Couldn't believe that he had slept all day Saturday. What did you say to him? I said, well, you did, and it's 3 o'clock Sunday morning, and, you know, we're going to Thomas's birthday party today. And he laid down, and I went back out on the couch. Now, at this point, um, what were you thinking? Did you have any thoughts or feelings toward him, you know, in terms of whether you're angry at him or something like that? No, I, I mean, I just, I was a little concerned. That's why I got up and checked on him, but he seemed to be fine. He was thirsty. He drank the cranberry juice. Um, he laid back down, went back to sleep, as far as I know. And did you go back to bed? Yes, I went back out on the couch. And uh, you said that you woke up maybe one or two more times? Yes. Uh, what did you do then? Um, the next time I woke up, I um, had a cigarette. Where did you have that? Out in the garage. You know about any idea what time it was over the course of the night? Maybe 4 o'clock. How long did that take? Not maybe five minutes. Did you uh, see David the second time you woke up? 
And yes, I did. Um, tell us how. Uh, I went into the bedroom, um, and he was coming back from the bathroom. And you said coming back from the bathroom, the bathroom that was attached? Yes. And did you talk to him at all? Yes. What, what did you talk to him about? Well, I asked him if he was okay. He um, sat down on the bed. Uh, his underwear that I had put on him earlier were on the floor, and I said, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm fine. Was he speaking clearly or normally? Yes. Did you have to help him at all this time? Objection, no. Judge. I objected to leading and the, and the multiple choice questions. If she could just be allowed to tell <clears> him. <throat> try not to lead. Fair enough. At, uh, at some point, did, at this time, did you get him anything to drink? No, I did not. Did you get yourself anything to drink? Yes, I did. What was that? Diet Pepsi. And uh, where did you get that from? The refrigerator in the kitchen. And after you got your drink, what did you do? I went back into the living room to lay down on the couch, and I stepped on Bree on my way to the couch. Do you know if she woke up? Uh, yeah, she asked me what time it was. Yeah, you said <coughs> that uh, there, were, uh, there was another time you got up. Tell us what happened then. I got up. Um, I went into the bedroom, and, and I pushed the door open and walked in. David was sitting at the end of the bed, um, dry heaving. He was like he was throwing up, but nothing was coming up. And I have a very weak stomach when it comes to that, so I pulled the door closed and stood on the other side of the door until he was done. When I didn't hear him retching anymore, I opened the door. And when I opened the door, David looked at me and he said, get out, or get the fuck out, get away from me and leave me alone. Can you describe his tone of voice? He, I mean, he was, it sounded like he was very agitated, very angry. Was this different than he had been before? Yes. Tell us how. It was the first time since I had ever met David that I, was, uh, that I felt any kind of fear toward him. It, it, the tone in his voice and the look on his face when he said that kind of frightened me a little bit. And what happened next? I backed out of the bedroom and closed the door behind me. Is that the last time you saw David alive? Yes. Now, when you saw that bedroom, or I should say, did you have a chance to observe what the bedroom looked like? Uh, yeah. Was it, what did it look like? Uh, our bedroom, the bed, the, the sheets that I had put on the bed earlier were still on the bed. Um, there was the cranberry juice bottle and two glasses on the nightstand. Was there anything else on the nightstand? No. And after you left David at that point, what did you do? Went back out on the couch. Did you go back to sleep? Uh, yeah, I think so. And <clears throat> when you woke up, what did you do? I woke up about 6 o'clock, a little before 6, maybe a little after 6, just to make sure. I sat up, and I, I was going to go check and see that Ashley was up so she could get ready to go to work, and I could hear the shower, so I laid right back down. Did you, well, uh, did you see Ashley, actually? No, but I could hear the shower running, and that Bree was on the floor, David was in bed, so I assumed that Ashley was in the shower. Uh, about what time was it that you got up that day? <laughs> that day, about 9 o'clock. And what did you do when you got up? Uh, went to the bathroom, um, went to go get into my bedroom so I could get some clothes, and the door was locked. Could you hear or see anything about the bedroom? No, the door, I couldn't get in. The door was, was locked. Did you hear any sounds coming from the bedroom? Yeah, I could hear David snoring in the bedroom. When you say you could hear him snoring, describe it. 
I could hear snoring on the other side of the door. Did um, it sound unusual? No, it sounded, David snored like a chainsaw, so you could hear him very clearly. Now, uh, what did you do next? I went downstairs, uh, got some clothes, uh, took a shower, got ready to uh, go to my nephew's birthday party. And where was this party? At my sister's house in Baldwinsville. About what time do you think you left to go to the party? Uh, well, we left the house at 11 o'clock. I took Bree down to Wendy's so that she could have some lunch um, and to talk to Ashley, find out what time she was going to need to be picked up and to let her know that I was going to be at Darcy's house. Um, Bree ate her lunch and we went to Darcy's. And do you know what time it was you got there? Right around noon. And do you know how long you stayed there? Uh, until Ashley called me about 3 o'clock. What did you do? Bree and I went and picked Ashley up from work, and then the three of us went back to Darcy's house. The same party? Yeah, yes. And how long did you stay this time? Uh, about an hour and a half. And what were you doing at the party? Were you socializing? Uh, the party had pretty much broken up. Everybody had left. I went back and I talked to my sister for a little while, and then I laid down on her couch and, and took a little nap. What did you talk to her about? Just general stuff, Thomas's birthday party, my mom, um, David. You said you took a nap? Yeah, I laid down for a little while. Do you know how long that was? Um, I, I don't know how long I slept for, but we were at my sister's house maybe an hour, hour and a half tops. When you left, uh, who went with you? Bree and Ashley. Where did you go? Uh, we went home. You say home back to Wetzel Road? Yes. And what time was it do you think you got there? Um, maybe 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Did you have any plans for the evening? Yeah, uh, uh, I took the girls to Outback for dinner. Were you supposed to take David? No. Why not? I made the plans with the girls. And when you got back home, did you all go into the house? No. Ashley and Bree stayed in the car listening to the radio. I ran in, um, threw on some makeup, fixed my hair because I had taken a nap and uh, I was in the house maybe five minutes. Did you see or talk to David? No, I did not. Did you try to check on him? The door was still locked. Um, I could still hear him snoring and uh, I went out to the car and uh, we went to the outback. Now, um, why didn't you make more of an effort to check on David? He appeared to be getting better. I mean, he was walking, he was speaking, he was drinking, he was not uh, unconscious, he was making sense. Um, and when he sat up on the bed and told me to get out, he did not act like he was somebody that was having a difficult time in any way. And he was sitting on the bed. He looked right at me and told me to get the fuck away from him. He was very clear. He was not slurring his speech. He sounded very angry. At that point, I didn't really think that there was anything wrong. Now, when you were at dinner, you said you were at Outback? You said you were at Outback? Yes. How long were you and the girls at Outback? Um, about an hour, hour and a half. Did you go back home? No. Well, 
We stopped quickly at the house so that Ashley could get her phone charger, and then we went over to Danny's house. When you stopped quickly, did you go in or just Ashley? Ashley went in and got her phone charger. And where did you all go from there? To Danny's house. All three of you? Yes. And uh, again, around about what time was it you got to Danny? Sometime between, um, uh, probably right around 7.30, quarter of 8, somewhere in there. I'm not positive about that. And when you were back at Danny's, you said Ashley and Bree were with you, correct? Yes. And what did you do when you got to Danny's? Uh, we sat around talking. Kids were playing. Do you remember what you talked about with Danny? Um, she asked me about David. I told her, you know, that he was locked in the bedroom. Um, told her that we had been out to dinner. Did you talk about anything else? Not really that I remember. Um, how long did you stay before you left? We weren't there for long. I'm not, I, I don't remember exactly how long we were there. When you left, where did you go? Home. Now, um, did you make any phone calls to anybody on that day? Uh, several different phone calls throughout the day. Do you remember any of the, anybody in particular you called? Um, at one point during the day, I had called Bob Ross. And remind the jury, who's Bob? Bob is David's best friend. And what did you tell him? Um, Bob was not home, uh, but I left him a message asking him to give me a call um, that I wanted him to um, give David a call and uh, meet up with him. Maybe he and David could go golfing or go four-wheeling or just do something, the two of them. I thought uh, he really needed to talk with his friend. Do you remember about what time of day it was that you called Bob Ross? Uh, it was in the afternoon because he didn't, they were, they were gone golfing. Uh, I found out later that they were golfing, but it was in the, in the afternoon. At some point, did uh, Bob Ross get back to you? Yes, it was. How long later was it? Uh, in the evening. And where were you when you got the call back from Bob Ross? Um, I was home, but he called me on my cell phone. And uh, do you remember what you said to him when you talk, actually talked to him this time? Yeah, I had told him about what was going on with David and him drinking and uh, what he had said to me when he locked me out of the bedroom, um, that I was concerned for David and I wanted um, Bob to talk to him, to, to make plans with him and, you know, do something with him um, during the early part of the week. I thought he needed to spend some time with Bob. Did uh, Bob Ross offer to come over? Uh, it was, yeah, he said that if, uh, he, he said he could come over a little later, and I told him that David had been, if David, I told him that David was sleeping and that he didn't really need to come but to call him in the morning. And do you know about how long that phone call took? A few minutes. After, after the phone call, did you make any decision about uh, where you were going to spend the night? Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, what was the decision? I was not going to stay at the house that night. Why did you make the decision? Um, Bob and Cindy Ross both um, had said... Direction sustained. Um, so, say as you can. Hold on. Okay. 
after the, you made the decision not to stay over at the at Wetzel Road that night, uh, where did you plan to stay? Danny's house. And did you go to Danny's? Yes, I did. After I took uh, Bree to her girlfriend Lisa's and Ashley to her girlfriend Connie's. And about what time was it you got to Danny's? Uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Now, when you got to Danny's, uh, did you talk to her some more about what was going on? Yeah, I, I told her that uh, I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable staying there, that I was upset, um, that I figured being out of the house was probably the best thing to do. She agreed. Um, I slept on her couch. Did you make any plans for the next day? I was going to work. And we say going to work, you mean actually at the business or at the home office? At the business. <clears throat> uh, what time did you get up the next day? Why don't we break here for the afternoon recess? Take about 10 minutes. Don't talk about the case, don't form any opinions about it. We'll take about a 10 minute break. Uh, when did you get up? About 6 or 6.30. Who else was there? Danny. Uh, her husband Mike, her three kids, Ashley, Nick, and Ryan. And uh, where did you go after you left Danny's? I went to Liverpool meeting. Did you have any kind of a plan for later in the day? Any kind of a plan for? What you were going to do for the day? I mean, what was your plan? What, what, what was the? Well, I was going to do what I needed to do at the office. David and uh, John were supposed to finish the, the Messina job in Fayetteville that they didn't finish on Friday. Who's John? John is the, uh, was David's employee. You know his whole, full name? John Howard. How long did John work there? Uh, I don't know. He uh, uh, was a relative of David's ex-wife, and I, I believe he worked there for several, several years. Now... Uh, you said you were going to work. Did you go to the the business address? Yes. And who was there when you got there, if anybody? No one. I, I, when I got there, there was no one there yet. What did you do at the at, at, at the business? Uh, I opened up the door. I took the phones off of forward, so they rang at the, <coughs> the shop instead of the house, and uh, waited for, well, I believe David to show up and John to show up. Did either one of them show up? John did. How long after you got there did John come by? Uh, he got there a little before 8. And uh, did you talk to him? Yes, I told him that David wasn't at the office yet and that he should head over to Fayetteville and get started on finishing up the Messina job. Did you talk to him about what had gone on over the weekend? No, I had not. And uh, how long was John there before he left? Um, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, uh, long enough to load up his truck with what he needed to take to go to the job. Did you ask him about uh, whether or not he'd seen or heard from David? Not at that point. And after John left, what did you do? Um, waited a little while to see if uh, David was going to show up. Did he? No, he did not. What did you do? Uh, I tried to call him on his cell phone. Uh, did he pick up? No, he had his phone shut off. How do you know that? Uh, we did not have voicemail on our cell phones, so I got the uh, canned uh, recording that the singular customer I was trying to reach was not available. 
And uh, did you know how many times you tried to call David? On his cell phone, a, a, a couple, a few. Did you try the house phone? Uh, later in the day. Now, what were you thinking at this time while you were trying to make these calls? Uh, I was thinking he was probably on his way to the job and uh, waited a little while and called John at um, the job. I called John on his cell phone and asked if David was there. He said he was not and he hadn't heard or seen him. He hadn't heard from him or seen him. Um, I, now I was getting a little concerned. It was getting later in the morning and uh, he still hadn't showed up to work, hadn't showed up on the job site. So what did you do? Um, I tried his cell phone a couple more times. It was still off. Uh, about one o'clock, I called the house. There was no answer. Um, at about one thirty or quarter of two, I called the uh, Clay Police Department. And you remember that nine one one call we heard? Yes. Was that your voice? Yes, it was. Was that the conversation you had with nine one one? I didn't call nine one one. I called the. I actually called Clay Police Department. Sorry, but that that was your. That was my call. Yes. And uh, do you remember? We won't. We don't have to play the call again. But do you remember essentially what you told them? Yes, that um, I wanted someone to come to the house with me uh, to check on my husband. That he had locked me out of the bedroom at um, five o'clock. Sunday morning, and that was the last time I had seen uh, him or talked to him. Um, and uh, I wanted someone to go with me to the house. Now, we've heard some uh, testimony from uh, Detective Spinelli uh, that he had later on, and we'll get to that, but that later on he'd asked you questions and had some concerns about where you made that call to the police. Mm -hmm. Let's just be clear where did you make the call? To the police? I was at the shop. And what phone did you use? The office phone. And after you made the call, what did you do? Uh, they told me to meet, to go to the house and meet the police officer there. I um, turned the answering machine on the phone, shut all the lights off, locked the doors, and went to my house. How long did it take you from the time you made that phone call to when you got to your house? Less than 10 minutes, five, 10 when minutes. You, when you got there, were the police there yet? No, they were not. What did you do until the police got there? I opened the overhead door for the garage and I sat on the front porch, the, the steps, waiting for them. How long did it take for the police to get there? Probably about another five minutes after I got there. And uh, what happened when the police arrived? Uh, the the um, police officer walked up to me, introduced himself. I introduced myself. Um, I showed him into the house, uh, took him in, showed him where um, the bedroom was. As we were walking from the front of the from the front yard into the the house, I was explaining what had transpired over the weekend, uh, what had happened that morning, and took him into the house and showed him where the bedroom was. Now, do you remember? Was that the uh, same officer who testified uh, a few days ago? Do you remember? I don't remember which officer was which. Uh, do you remember what was what were you, what were you, what was your demeanor like while this was going on? I was getting nervous. Um, you know, it it was not David could be 
obstinate and stubborn and he could be a jerk, but it wasn't like him to um, be torturous. And, and I thought that if he were in there and, and okay, that he was really being cruel. Um, and I was concerned that maybe he wasn't okay. And what happened when you uh, showed the officer the bedroom? Uh, he knocked on the door, called David's name. David didn't answer. Um, another uh, police officer showed up. Um, they asked if I knew for sure that David was in the bedroom. Uh, I told him I didn't know for sure at that point. Um, they asked if I had looked in the basement for him, um, and I had not. Uh, so one of them went down into the basement, and David was not there. Um, they came back up and asked if they could uh, look in the windows on the back of the house to see if they could see if David was in the bedroom. They took um, a stepladder out of the garage, walked around to the back of the house, put the ladder up against the house and looked in. Um, and uh, I guess they couldn't see anything in with, the window. Were you with them at this point? No, I was sitting in the garage. Why? Because um, they asked me to stay out of the way. Do you know about how long it took for them to look around and then look in the window and come back? Not, mo not more than five minutes. What did they do next? Uh, they walked in the house and they said that they were the um, only way that they could see getting access to the bedroom was to bust the door down. And I told them, absolutely, go ahead. And what did they do? They kicked the door in. Were you there when they did that? Uh, no. At that point, they asked me to stay out of the house. Oh. What is the next? What what it, what's the next thing you found out? Um, one of the police officers came and took a chair out of the garage and put it in front of the house, just outside of the garage, and asked me to sit in it. And I asked him, you know, what was going on, and he said he didn't know. Um, I asked him if David was okay. He said he didn't know that an ambulance was on its way to check him out. Um, I'm not sure uh, who showed up when. I know my uh, girlfriend, Lynn, I was on, actually on the phone with Lynn during this time. Uh, she showed up. Um, some more officers showed up. Um, the ambulance showed up. Um, and shortly after the ambulance got there, uh, I was told that David was dead. And when you found this out, what happened? Um, I pretty much freaked out and lost it. I, I really don't remember a whole lot of the events from that point till about the time we got ready to leave the house. There are certain things that I do remember, but um, I, when people got there talking to, to people, people had said, you know, I, I was speaking to them and I don't remember that. Um, I just, I was hysterical, crying. Did you have friends there? Were neighbors there? Um, Danny and Lynn, I believe, I know Lynn was there. I, I'm not sure when Danny showed up. At some point, um, the Kafalos came over. Um, my mom, my brother, um, Bob Ross, all those people at some point during the, the events that unfolded after that came, but I can't tell you who came when. Did you spend that whole time in front of the house in the chair? Um, once um, they, uh, 
knew that David was dead and they were not going to remove him from the house. Uh, and they could see that I was um, very upset. They moved me into the garage, just inside the garage, so that I was not out in public view. Um, and I stayed there, I don't know how long. Um, and eventually, um, a couple of different detectives spoke to me. Um, do you remember Detective Lashinsky? Yes, I do. And do you remember where she spoke to you? Originally in my garage. Um, and she asked me uh, if I would go next door on the other side of the driveway to uh, the Cafalo's house um, so she could talk to me and try and get some information about what had happened over the weekend. And at this time, did you talk to her? Uh, yeah, I, I went over to the Cafalo's with her. Do you, remember what, do you remember what questions she asked you? Specifically, no. Uh, generally, I know she was asking me, um, you know, what had happened that weekend, what took place on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, I remember general things, specific questions I do not. At that time, did she ever write up or show you any kind of an affidavit? No, she was taking notes um, the whole time, and it was very difficult for her. I don't really remember, but I was told that she would ask me a question. I would repeat the answer several times, the same thing over and over and over again until she asked me another question. Um, at some point, she stopped the interview and went and talked to, um, I guess, her sergeant or, who, or, or whoever was in charge of the scene at the time. Now, at this, at this point, uh, did you know what had happened to David? I knew that David was dead. I did not know how he died. Did anyone tell you? No. Uh, when did you find out? When did I find out how David died? Yes. At Danny Coleman's house later that night. How did you find out? I could not stay at the house um, that night, and I didn't want to. Um, the girls and I went to Danny's house. Um, my mom and my brother and my sister uh, came over to we were waiting to go to um, the medical examiner's office to view David's body. And my brother, we were talking about different things that had happened, and um, they had let me see David before they took him out of the house on the, um, on the stretcher. <coughs> and um, I remembered um, when I kissed him, he smelled... Um, really sweet, kind of like baby urine smells, that really sweet smell. And I had made the comment that I remembered that. And when I did that, my brother put his hand over his face and turned his head toward my mother and said something. And I asked him what he had said. And at that point, he told me that my neighbor had told him. Just stand. So you just tell us, um, when did you find out how David died? That night. At the medical examiner's? No, at Danny's house. At Danny's house, okay. Now, uh, did you have a chance to meet with Detective Lashinsky again after that? Before the Detective Lashinsky left and before I left the scene, she um, gave me her card and asked that I call her first thing in the morning to set up an appointment to come down um, and give her a statement. Did you do that? Yes, I called her about quarter after seven. When did you uh, actually go and meet with her? Um, between 8 and 9 o'clock that morning. And 
How much time did you spend with Detective Wyshynski? I was there all day, um, from about 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning until 3.30 in the afternoon. At some point from that, uh, did she uh, uh, write up a statement for you? Um, we sat talking. Um, she was asking me questions. Um, kind of, she would ask me questions and then let me speak, tell her what I remembered, what had happened. Uh, she would write notes. She would ask more questions and let me speak. Um, we did this for several hours. Um, she took her notes and she went to um, someone to, to dictate a, um, actually an actual statement to. She formed the statement in her own words from her notes. I did not write that statement. You didn't write it, but did you have a chance to read it? Yes, I did. How much time did you spend reading it, do you know? Um, I read all the pages. It maybe took me five or 10 minutes. Did you notice anything in there that was inaccurate or untrue? Uh, not untrue, but I did notice discrepancies and I noticed some information that I had talked to her about that was not in there. And did you say anything about that? Yes, I did. What did you say? I, I told her, you know, this is not my words and there are things in here that are, there aren't things in here that I told you about. Um, at that point, her response was that um, it did not need to be a detailed account of the events of the weekend. They just needed a, an overview for their record. And did you have any problem with that? No, because the, even though there was information missing in the statement, what was there was true. And how did Detective Lashinsky treat you over the course of time while she was um, interviewing you? She was very friendly, very cordial, uh, very professional. Was she the only one who spoke to you? At that time, yes. Did she offer you anything to eat or drink? Uh, I believe she got me a soda. Now, you said that uh, you were there essentially all day? Yes. When you left, did she give you a copy of your statement? No, she did not. Um, did you ever receive a copy of it in the mail or anything like that? No, I did not. Now, how long after David died did the funeral happen? Uh, three days. Well, three days for the calling hours. The fourth day was the funeral. And I, I assume you were at the funeral. Yes, I was. And uh, how are you dealing with David's death at the funeral? I was having a hard time. What do you mean? It was difficult. I was very upset <clears throat> at the time. Um, to, it, it was hard. I, w I was having a difficult time processing David being dead. Did you, I mean, how much, I'll ask you this, who was with you at the funeral? Um, my mom and my stepdad were there. Um, Danny and Michael Coleman were there. Uh, Lynn and Paul Pulaski came. Bob and Cindy Ross were there. Um, my daughters were there. Did they travel with you? Uh, yes, Danny and Mike and the girls and I all went in, in a vehicle together. How were the girls taking, taking David's death? Ashley didn't seem very affected by it. Um, she wasn't overly upset. Did you think that was unusual or there was something wrong with that? I guess all things considered, not really. She was not really close to David. Um, but on the other hand, Bree was 
visibly upset. In fact, at one point she got crying and she made Michael Coleman cry. She was so upset. Now, um, Stacey, I, I noticed something. Um, when you were testifying earlier and you were talking about Michael, you seem to have a little bit more difficult time talking about that. Objection, Judge. I'll sustain it. Did you feel differently about David than you felt about Michael? I love David and I loved Michael. They were different people and I loved them for different reasons and, and in different ways. David and Michael were completely opposite ends of the spectrum. I couldn't have picked two different guys from each other if I consciously tried to. Now, um, after David died, what happened to the business, Liverpool Union? The business died the day David did. The doors closed and nothing else happened with that business. What did you do for work? Um, I didn't. I collected unemployment. Now, uh, did David have any life insurance? Uh, David had a life insurance policy that he had to purchase um, by order of his divorce. And. Did you get any money from that insurance policy? His ex-wife got uh, whatever balance was due to her in her monthly maintenance, and I got the balance. Do you remember how much that was? Uh, $42,000, I believe, $43,000. Can you tell the jury exactly, uh, if you remember, what did you do with that money? I paid for David's funeral. Do you know how much that was? Uh, about $10,000. What else? I bought his headstone. I used the rest of the money um, to pay the expenses of the business and the house. I had to keep the gas and electric on at the business. Um, I had to keep up the mortgage payments and the tax payments on the house and the business. Um, you know, regular monthly bills that, that had to be taken care of until uh, David's estate got settled. Afterwards, uh, after after you, I should ask this: When did you receive the payment for the insurance? Uh, I believe it was the end of October, the beginning of November. The insurance company did not issue a payment until an official death certificate had been issued. And uh, due to the investigation into David's death, it took a little bit longer than normal to, to for the medical examiner to issue a death certificate. Now, I've heard quite a bit of talk about a will. Yes. Can you tell us about the will? We went to Vegas for 10 days when we got married. Um, we were leaving the state, and we were going to be gone for quite a while. Uh, <clears throat> David wanted a will in place so that if anything happened to one or both of us, things would be taken care of. He had a copy. I had a copy. We did not consult an attorney, and it was not drawn up by an attorney. Uh, David did speak to a customer of his who was a retired attorney and asked if we made the will and it was witnessed, would it be a binding document? And he was told yes. Did David sign that will? No, he did not. Who did? I did. Why did you sign David's will? Because we never signed our wills. Why didn't you sign your will? They were going to be witnessed by Lynn and Paul Pulaski when we went 
to leave for our honeymoon and we never did it. We were running late, we were throwing bags in the car, and we left, and it never got done. How long after uh, David's death did you um, sign that will? Uh, uh, 